Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Tales from the Kayfabe. I'm Kevin. I'm Jack. And I'm Matt. <laughs> That's Matt. <laughs> That's our little guy. Uh, uh, Brandon is, is with us this week. Uh, Br- Brandon Erickson. He's uh, been on the show before. It's been yeah. a, it's been a while. It's been a while. This is my three. Been a while. Oh, you're a three peat. Yeah. Is it? I yeah. thought it was four. I think this is my three. I think it's three. Three. Yeah. Okay. I think it's three. This is my Hogan Andre moment. <sighs> what? Nothing. Why did you <laughs> go? Oh. We've talked about Hogan Andre. You've. I know. You were in the room. I was here. I'm here every week. I know. We're in your house. <laughs> I know. You, you can't you record without <laughs> In me. body form, but his mind is far elsewhere. Yes, I that's mean, true. sometimes. <laughs> By about true. the 35, 40 minute mark. I see him spacing hard. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, yes, we, we, we invited Brando on. Uh, he actually reached out to me and wanted to talk about some... Japanese wrestling. Oh, nice. He's really been getting into. And did you change the password on your site? No, I didn't. But it made me. We'll get that figured out. It's for making you. me re up again. <laughs> uh, so, New Japan uh, Wrestling. Let's just start. Let's just go into it. New Japan Wrestling uh, uh, has really taken steam over the last five to six years. And uh, a lot of uh, American wrestling fans are starting to get really into it. Because it's just good wrestling, and it's more of sports and less entertainment. Okay. But, but they're not short of their entertaining characters. That's right. I was sure. going to say, like, I will say, like, I get the sport. I understand it is right. very cool to watch. But, like, the reason, like, the way people sell me on wrestling now and the way I got into it is, like, it's really good stories. Mm-hmm. They're a little uh-huh. less on the stories, but there's still some storylines the, there. Their stories are just more basic. Like, mm-hmm. people are trying to go for the gold. Right. Or they're trying to, like, accomplish something. Okay. Like, they're trying to win. They, like, they want to win. That's essentially it. Right now in the WWE, uh, there's a couple cases where you know the person fucked up backstage. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. What happened? Let's go into that real. Please, yeah, let's please fill me in there, and then we'll go back to New Japan. All right. So uh, you you know who Enzo Amore yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Enzo basically, uh, from what it's told, from what from what it's told, uh, from from what I'm told is basically like he got kicked off any European tour buses. He can't ride with them, and like he might have gotten kicked out of the locker room. I think he got kicked out of the locker room. Too. Uh, what did he do? We don't know. A- apparently, there's some stuff like he just doesn't understand the etiquette in in the locker room, and like just like will bring people back there, like mm-hmm. family and friends, and you know, like the new excited kid, like showing off, right? Like, yeah, just bring them back there, and they're not supposed, supposed to, do to be. That. Yeah, I mean, uh, they from what I'm told, they go, yeah, that happens. That happens uh, every once in a while where people get kicked off. Kicked out of the locker room, kicked off the buses. Uh, I think it was JBL said, there's only one person that has overcome that. Uh, that's the, the Miz. Miz. <laughs> uh, that's the Miz, just because I think he just started... His character was so good that they were keeping him around. At the same time, the person that banned him was Chris Killed ben, his family. Killed so. his family. Fair. So it, <laughs> I, think, I think it was just kind of like, okay, you can probably start cycling back <laughs> in. Right. 
Uh, Maybe it was just crumbs, guys. <laughs> he spilled crumbs into someone's bag. He he ate. He was eating fried chicken in the locker room and spilled uh, and had some. Crumbs. This is Miz. Yeah. Yeah. Miz. Okay. Not Benoit. But uh, and Benoit saw it and it's like you're banned from the locker room and like he had to change in the hallways for like a year. Yeah, it was a while until Benoit died. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I think that was just kind of, and I think some people were kind of like, it might be a little extreme, like, yeah. <laughs> like, but I don't think that's why they kind of got rid of him. Now they said Enzo is basically like they had they did a spot where. I will talk about. We were talking about gimmick matches a couple. Right. Uh, if there is someone that keeps getting like like a manager or someone that keeps interfering with any matches, they do kind of things called like a shark cage, and we've talked about yeah. it in the past, where they hang the up. person yeah. in a cage and like a shark cage above the ring. Right. So they did one against the Big Show. It was a match between the Big Show and Big Cass. And for some reason, Enzo is above the ring, and it doesn't make sense until you hear, oh, he's afraid of heights. They did it just to torment him. Oh. And then not only that, they made him slip out of the cage. And, like, drop down? And drop down. Which? In his his underwear. Yeah, in his underwear. He, like, lubed himself up and squeezed out of the bars. Mm -hmm. It was, like, a really funny spot, but as soon as he gets out, he just gets destroyed. Right. So it served no purpose. Yeah. Other than to make him look like a fool, you could see he was like shaking, like he was, <laughs> he was terrified. Yet still doing his chicken dance up and yeah. down on top of the the shark cage. Fair. <laughs> hey, you gotta stick to your stick to your bits. Yeah. <laughs> stick to your bits. <laughs> he's he's not the only one though that uh, ran into some issues this week. So I don't know exactly <laughs> what these. Do you know what these issues are? Uh, with Baron. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about this real quick. And if you know any issues, go oh, ahead. Yeah. But uh, so I'll just I'll just say it from the surface because you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, they were really building this guy up to uh, don't yawn. I'm That's sorry. Terrible. I'm overcoming my own inner is, adversity. Is it hour or uh, minute thirty five yeah. already? <laughs> thirty five already. Uh, so uh, they're building up this guy, Baron Corbin. Right. Uh, he. I know uh, that name. Brandon and I went to the uh, went to Money in the Bank where he right. won the Money in the Bank. Yeah, which is usually like. That's your that's your next guy. It, it's your next guy. It'll only in the past. Only have two people ever cashed in and and lost. Yeah, and that was John Cena, John Cena, and, and Damian Sandow. Oh. And that was that was just because they're like, yeah, we're fucking done with this. Like <laughs> <laughs> they switched up plans and unified the belts. Yeah, and they're just like, yep, we're done with this. Bye. We're no longer interested. And you're like, oh, Sandow. Uh, <laughs> but. And it's always been like okay, that those those just kind of happened and whatever. So last Tuesday, they had a they had a match between John Cena and uh, what's his name, Jinder, Jinder Mahal, the WWE champion yeah. right now. Jinder Mahal, and Jinder Mahal's looking weak. Baron Corbin comes out to intimidate Cena, and then ends up cashing in Money in the Bank. Uh and he cashes in and loses in seconds. Wow. 
And yeah, John Cena distracts him, makes him look like a fool. Done. Mm. Over. Which also kills like a big point on SummerSlam, which a lot of people were like, oh, of course, Corbin will cash in at, at the Summer end Sla- of SummerSlam, yeah. Yeah. which is classic. Um, and uh, then so uh, Corbin faces Cena at SummerSlam, loses very cleanly. N- no, barely. In like, like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like such a throwaway like opener match. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So he had a little bit of a rough week last week because uh, I don't know if it started with this, but this is where things started to escalate. Um, so I think you guys have talked about Dave Meltzer on here. Oh, yeah. Um, so Dave Meltzer, the famed wrestling reporter, um, uh, had some criticisms about Corbin. And uh, Corbin actually like went after him on Twitter. And okay. then uh, uh, Meltzer refuted with them and then corbin just kept going back and forth it was really stupid like you just don't do that right so that's like one twitter war he got in with and then i I'll, can i interject yeah, real yeah quick? absolutely um vince mcmahon notoriously does not like dave melser <laughs> um so maybe he thought yeah i'm in the clear but still it's 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 bad I mean, branding it, you think about it like this in the wrestling world, <laughs> I hate to compare him to this to Trump, but Meltzer is like a CNN of yeah. Like you might not like what he has to say, but he's still respected. He's still respected, right. so he just went after this respected journalist. Where at most most of the guys in the locker room really respect this guy now, uh, and some of the officials might not, but still, you don't go after him, right? Uh, anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So that's like one Twitter fight he gets in uh, this with. Week. Yeah. And then he also goes after a fan uh, who ends up being a veteran. And WWE loves their veterans. Right. Oh, so it's like he ended up apologizing, but uh, it's kind of like the damage is done mm-hmm. at that point. So they were just like, there goes the court right. on you. You're done. Right. And even if they were still like, like it, it, it just doesn't make sense to keep him like, the, you know, the guy. Yeah. Because it's he's tarnished in the eyes of the fans, and that's kind of what matters, right? Like in yeah. general, I, when people are like, "Eh, I'm not willing to watch him wrestle week after week after week yeah. anymore," because I don't like him personally. But at the same time, I see people like Kevin Owens goes off on people on Twitter all the time. Yeah. But, but he does it in character, whereas yeah. like even oh, if this was even if Corbin's doing it in character, he hasn't like found that way to like manage, like being strictly a character. Like it, it could blur the lines of like, is it him or is it yeah Barry Corbin, like the person? <laughs> yeah, because even like Kevin Owens were hilarious, and who knows if these if anyone was a veteran or what? Because it would just be like the best was when he was correcting people's grammar. They're like, why are you why are you always running away? Because you don't know how to spell. <laughs> It'd just be the dumbest crap. But like, and he would block them right away. Right. My favorite fight. I think we've talked about this. Favorite Twitter war that he was ever, ever in was uh, him and Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think oh, we talked about this. Oh man! Because I would remember Ko getting into a fight with Sabrina. <laughs> Well, this was this is a couple of years ago, but 
what what was kind of discovered out of this was I think uh, Melissa Joan Hart's nephew has access to her Twitter account, and so tweeted about follows a bunch of wrestlers tweeted about uh, t- tweeted about Kevin Owens saying. I think Kevin Owens is a lazy wrestler. He sees it right away and goes, I got tired when watching one of your movies. <laughs> and and then wrote, blocked. And then Melissa Joan Hart's Twitter was like, oh, no, I didn't mean that. Like, trying to apologize. And then this is when the New Day were heels as well. And so they said, we're publicly blocking you, Sabrina. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> they all blocked her as well in a public way. <laughs> That just was out for no reason. They just thought it right. was funny, and uh, and like you just see this like fifteen year old boy freaking out like oh no like <laughs> like I, di- I didn't mean this to add, like issuing apologies and then like because probably someone texted Melissa Joan Hart's like what is this like right <laughs> I I think the two like shirt- hold on is this. I have so many questions. Yeah. Is this 15-year-old nephew of hers, like, her social media manager? I don't know, but he has access to it. Because why would you do that? Well, Unless I, he was, like, fucking around on her, like, computer or something and apparently realized he didn't, it. like, log out. Apparently he does, he's been doing it for a while because uh, uh, Sam Roberts, uh, uh, he's, uh, he's a host on uh, Sam and uh, J- Jim and Sam on uh, Sirius... Jim Norton. He okay. Yeah, he has he has a radio show on Sirius XM, and basically, uh, basically he saw and before that show he had another one, and he saw that she was following him on Twitter, and then also noticed she was following a bunch of wrestlers. He's like, oh, I want to have her on my on my show, and right. invited her on because she was promoting whatever ABC Family show she has now, right? And uh, invited her on, and she was like. And he's like, thanks for the app. Thanks for adding me on Twitter. And she goes, oh, yeah. And then he's like, well, that was weird. And then they kind of dug into it. And she's like, yeah, my nephew's on my Twitter. And so it's just the weirdest thing. I don't know, but I just love that you just see this Twitter war with Melissa Joan Hart. Right. And you don't know it's it's her 15-year-old nephew, but... And you see Kevin Owens fighting with Melissa <laughs> Joe with Sabrina uh, uh, or Clarissa. No, yeah, Clarissa. She was Clarissa. Yeah, yeah. Clarissa explains yeah. it all. Uh, real quick before we go back, mm-hmm. yeah. I just want to give um, just some advice to yeah, Melissa go, Joan Hart. Go ahead. She's uh, hey, keep your Twitter. Your Twitter. You're a public figure. Uh, like the more you know. <laughs> the end. All right. Do you want to go back to Baron, or do we want to go back well, to New Japan? Back to Baron. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll put a little pin in it with this. Like, I think the surefire sign that uh, his push is over was that both last Tuesday and on Sunday he took his shirt off, which Vince doesn't like him to take his shirt off because he's got a little sad belly button. Does he? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so like, also my favorite is you said sad belly button, but you went for your nipples. Oh, it's mine is up here on my sternum. Yeah. Oh, is okay. yours not there? What? Um, my dad's not good with a pair of scissors. <laughs> fair. He just cuts weird. Yeah, fair. Um, 
<laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you just so, grew a little weird. <laughs> when he was in NXT, he always wrestled without a shirt on, and then uh, like when he came up to the main roster, like Vince's body marks, like mm-hmm. saw his set belly button and made him wear a shirt. Is it just like and does Roman t- long and a little frowny? Does does Roman have sad nipples or something? Why does he keep Why wearing... does Roman have a shirt on? It's not even a shirt. First off, we all want to see that bod. We, but you got to rock that bod. Rock that bod. But it's he's wearing protective gear and he's wearing pads on his spine. Yeah. Everyone's like this is the top guy and he's wearing protective gear. What's going on? And so it's like, you know what? I I heard this on another podcast. They're like, I'd be cool with him just wearing a tank top. Why not? Yeah. Right. Wear a tank well, top. And he's what are you hiding, Roman? Shirts. He's wearing also wearing shirt. cargo pants that are stuffed. I noticed that yesterday. I was watching. His crotch? No, oh. no. Like, the cargo pockets are full. I saw that, like, on Raw the other day. I was like, it is full of something. He doesn't just have pockets that are empty. They're bulging. Like, what is he keeping in there? His stuff. This is why the ref's got to start patting down again. That's also how quickly does he change into clothes after he takes that shower before he comes out to the (laughs) ring? Because him and okay, like I know it's been a thing for a long time. Everyone's like the entire Shield takes like a group shower right before it looks like it. Like they all came out soaking wet, except Ambrose kind of was like halfway, but on Sunday. Ambrose and uh, Seth Rollins had a ta- had a tag team uh, match, and they came out looking like they just dove into the Niagara Falls or something. <laughs> like, it was it was so like I was like, what happened? Like they were just drenched, so wet. There was, was like weird. a thing that like they used to have competitions with how many bottles of water they would dump lot. on each other's heads like before. It was a lot. So like, but are their clothes not wet? So you can tell they like did it without clothes on. Yeah, a lot of it's like kind of spandexy. Right. So. It's mostly on the hair. So well, like, I mean, like Roman. Ro- yeah, Roman's oh. Roman's hair is like drenched, but he's just got perma wet hair all right. the time. But he's also wearing like he's wearing like cargo pants and he's wearing like like pads. Yeah. <laughs> that it's kind of like if like a pool mat, like one of those thick, heavy pool mats. That's kind of what his material's yeah. made out of. Roman, you got those cool tats. Want to see on. that bod, man? Want to see give that us bod. that bod, Roman. Roman. Give us, us that, that bod, bod, Roman. That's why everyone's rock booing. They bod. want you to pop that shirt off. We want to pop that shirt pop off. Pop that shirt off and rock that bod. <laughs> pop that shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> so, New Japan? New Japan. New Japan. Oh. New Japan, yes. So uh, New Japan recently had uh, this yearly tournament that they do called uh, the G1 Climax Tournament. Um, G1 Climax. Ahead. Yeah. Is it a it's, wrestling thing or a gay bar? I would go with I would go with sex lube. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wrestling thing or gay thing? You you keep thinking on it. Well, I'll keep telling <laughs> you about the G1. Um, you know my game. I'm slowly coming up with. <laughs> G1 Climax for his pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the G1 uh, Climax tournament, it's a yearly tournament. It's like there's 20 competitors. It's a round robin, so everyone faces everyone. You have an A block and a B block. And uh, much like Money in the Bank, like this is pretty much usually setting up their next big guy. So 
Describe a little more the logistics of it being like round robin and everyone faces everyone. So um, there's 20 people. So you have 10 in an A block, 10 in a B block. Uh-huh. Um, so in each block, uh, everyone will face every person in that block. If you get a win, you get two points. If you get a draw, you each get one point and no points okay. for a loss. Right. So the person who wins gets the most points in their block. And thing goes against the, the other one. B, okay. And then the winner wins the tournament. Okay. Um, so, uh, like for me, like con- somewhat new to New Japan, like I think like this is my first year kind of watching it and uh, getting familiar with a lot of these guys. And I think my favorite person to come out of this is uh, a wrestler named Toro Yano. Um, he's their comic relief guy. Oh. Uh, so think of him like their Santino. Uh, so when Toriano comes out, um, so Toriano is a member of Chaos, um, which uh, New Japan's huge on factions. They got a lot of them. Yeah. So Chaos was actually started by Shinsuke Nakamura, who's right. now in the WWE. Oh, really? He yeah. started there? Yep. Oh. Um, so he's in Chaos. So when he comes out to the ring, he's kind of a pudgy guy. He's okay. got colorful tights, and he's always carrying his Chaos DVD that he's trying to sell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, I guess lean into those. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, whereas everyone else is super serious, super, super serious. Uh, like everyone else in New Japan or in for, Chaos? For the, um, for the most part, in New Japan, like most... and. Definitely in chaos because like the greatest the the heavyweight champion of their company is in chaos. Okay. Um. So. Uh, and one of the best wrestlers they got. Yeah. Well, right. the best wrestler in the world. Uh. Really. Um. But uh, Toriano is their comic relief guy. So a lot of people were kind of pissed that he's in this tournament to begin with. But I found myself looking forward to his matches the most because Makes he sense. has he has one objective. He is going to try and hit you with a low blow and roll you up for the pin. That's his primary objective. He's always going to try and cheat to win, and this is a good guy. Uh, so, uh, so uh, like one of the matches that he had, um, he wasn't able to hit the low blow. Uh, the ref kept catching him. Uh, this was against Michael Elgin. Uh, who uh, I think you guys have talked about on here before. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah. Uh, so he tries to hit Michael Elgin with uh, with the low blow. The ref grabs him, uh, and then while uh, he pushes the ref and then grabs his crotch and does a somersault, and the ref immediately disqualifies Elgin and thinks tricks the ref into thinking that he hit him with the low blow. Oh. <laughs> So he gets two points. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, this is, uh, since this is great, since it's a real visual medium on the podcast. But right. This is just what he did. <laughs> just like just a like shrug. A little shrug. Uh, nice. Uh, and then he actually had a match with Kenny Omega in the G1 tournament, which I don't know if you saw this, Kevin. No. Who, Elgin or? Uh, uh, Yano. Yano? No, I didn't see that. It's wonderful. Uh, if you have a spare 20 minutes... Uh, check it out on Daily Motion. It's the most perfect comet comedy match of Can, all time. He, the, okay, let's talk a little. We'll transition to Kenny Omega here. Yeah, because uh, I think we've talked about him in the past, but he's one of the best wrestlers as well right now. 
and he uh, he can do both comedy and like seriousness, serious yeah. stuff. Like because he was the one we've talked about it before. He wrestled the twelve year old girl. He wrestled a he wrestled a sex doll. Like because they for some reason it was DDT. Yeah, DDT in uh, Japan. over in Japan had like this sex doll there that they would bring out for matches and always be like someone would just pin it one two three. No one would like try to do a match with it. And right. Omega's like let me. Let me, let me add that and like just like did a thing where he's like yeah I'm gonna fight this and then it like falls on him and they go with the pin and then he's like going up <laughs> like so he's doing an actual match right with this and it's and making it look like it's hitting back right like he's putting it yeah. up against the ring ropes and it's falling on him so and he's he's selling everything and like. It went viral, of mm-hmm. course. It, people were like, what is this? Like, he was just trying to get eyes to him. So he's really good at comedy yeah. matches. I and mean, the nine-year-old girl match is brilliant. I don't know. Yes. If yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> nine-year-old girl, yeah. Yeah, it, it was It was very, very well done. And everyone's like, what is this? Like, he ruined the business, blah, 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 all that stuff. But. <laughs> um so uh, I mentioned the DVD that Yano has when yes. it comes out. So um, Yano wrestles Omega uh, in the G1 this year. Um, and before they're starting, like, Yano's like, here, this is for you. This is for you. He's like trying to give him the DVD. And Omega's like, I don't want your DVD. And um, so he goes to the referees like, I want him to have the DVD. Give him the DVD. So <laughs> the the ref walks over. He's like, he wants you to have this. And, <laughs> and so I just love, I just love like, hey, um, he's not taking this. Maybe he doesn't understand. <laughs> uh, I want him to have the DVD. So the ref finally gets. So is the idea if he's giving the DVD away or who wants to sell it? He's trying to sell it. He's trying, he's trying to sell it, but I think he, he respects Kenny Omega that he wants to give it to him. <laughs> this is a gift. Yeah. Right. So uh, Kenny finally accepts this gift and uh, starts to open it. And you kind of see some dust kind of start to fly, fly out. And then Yano comes up from under kicks the dvd into his face omega's blinded he has got dust in his face and then this is yano's other big move so as soon as he's blinded well he tries to roll him up when that doesn't work he runs to every turnbuckle undoes the turnbuckle pad because that's like his other big thing he immediately goes and tries to unbuckle the turnbuckle pad so he can smash his opponent into uh the like bear turnbuckle um and then uh, later on in the match, uh, a third thing comes into play, uh, and that's the athletic tape. So Yano tapes up Kenny Omega's legs, and then uh, eventually Omega gets uh, Yano's legs too. So they're both they both have their legs taped up, and they're hitting the ropes in the ring, doing this match like as if they were like normally running the ropes, except they're like hopping and hopping um and <laughs> it's just it's a work of art it's hilarious it's like you think of wwe's like comedy matches right and they're usually like okay that was stupid or it's a bathroom break but like this is about 20 minutes of just just brilliance and uh 
So to both fo- of them are really okay with comedy and looking like fools. Yeah, exactly. Um, he wrestled Juice Robinson. I love Juice Robinson. Uh, so instead of tying him up with the tape, he tied his dreadlocks to the guardrail. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> trying to get the uh, trying to get the count out. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, we'll talk about Kenny in a second. I was I was watching uh, I was watching the uh, they had a special a New Japan special in the U.S. around Fourth of July, and Brandon and I were watching it. And Brandon knows much more about New Japan than I do. Um, you're gonna know who the guy is. There's a couple characters that I just loved. I fell in love with one. Uh, the guy comes out in jeans. And a red vest and like kind of rolled up sleeve a sleeve shirt like I think it was denim or something but I'm like that's weird gear to have he goes oh yeah he's supposed to be Marty McFly it's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> Kushida <laughs> he's supposed to be Marty McFly yep <laughs> yep he comes out dressed like Marty McFly and uh, at Wrestle Kingdom one year uh, his partner came out and uh, was dressed as Doc Brown as well that is amazing. <laughs> I think they were a tag team called the Time Splitters. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's so weird to me. Uh, the other one, who is actually the winner of um, the G1 tournament, was uh, uh, Tatsuya Naito, um, who uh, he used to hold the Intercontinental title there. Uh, and his big gimmick there was he was just like, screw this belt. So he would like get halfway up the ramp. And just toss the belt into the ring. By the time he was, <laughs> by the time like he lost the championship, it was so beat up and like busted that like they had to like restore the belt and get a, a new belt. So wow! This <laughs> this uh, this one that we were watching around Fourth of July was a mini tourna- tournament, and they were gonna crown the first ever New Japan United States title, um, and. What's it, Naito? Yeah. Naito was in the tournament, and his sole reason of winning the <laughs> tournament, he said, was, if I win this belt, I want to throw it in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> like, he was fighting just, just to throw it in the ocean. Just such a noble reason. Just does not care. I love it. I, I it's like, he was really fighting just to, I want to fucking throw this in the ocean. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, I want to win this belt because I want to put it in a volcano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he has a stable called uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón. What? Uh, because he wrestled. I want to say beautiful pronunciation of that, Brandon. Gracias. <laughs> How many years of Spanish did you take? Uh, three. Three. I think that was what we were required. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I took half. Um, so he uh, wrestled in Mexico for a little while. Like, uh, I think that New Japan kind of sent him there to like improve or. Well, I, I've wasn't heard like about this. Over. I've heard about this. Yeah. Um, so it, they kind of do like an Amish thing in New Japan. Like they send you out for two years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, to go anywhere. Uh, I know Shinsuke was over. Actually, when he was with New Japan, he he uh, went to Mexico as well. Uh, Okada was in TNA, which no one yeah. knows about. Uh, Naito was as well. Naito was? Yeah. Like they they go for a couple years here and there, and then like just come back because that's the, they're part of like their journeyman. Right. They like try other places and then come back to us. Like 
they start off as like they call them young lions uh where like basically you just wrestle like you black trunks that's it no personality like you just learn to wrestle i thought they were young boys I think they used to be young boys, but they might be going away from that because it sounds it sounds, sounds like it plays right into my game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like you have like you just go out there, you lose matches, and you learn to wrestle, and then like later as you progress, you can start to develop a personality. Right. Um. So, uh. So yeah, like they sent Naito to um, uh, Mexico, and. Like, his thing that he always does is he, like, takes his two fingers and pulls his eye apart. And that's because, like, apparently Mexican fans are very racist. And were making fun of, oh, of his, his eyes. eyes. So he would just do it right back at them and call <laughs> them round eyes. So he still does this to this day. And then, uh, so he started this stable called Los Ingobernables de Japón. What does that mean? Uh, the Ingovernables of Japan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because okay. there's a Los Ingobernables in CMLL. Gotcha. So this is like their version of it. Gotcha. That's he's really got, cool. Yeah. He's got a guy named Evil, uh, a guy named Sonata. Uh, Sonata ties people up like a pretzel and then just like leaves <laughs> them there. Them? Oh. Uh, okay. Like they can't move and then he just like kicks them. Just or put salt on them. Or if you're Yano, he ties you up, ties your arm to your leg and then leaves you on the ramp. So he wins via count out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he also has, uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, uh, but I don't know it. Oh, it's Takahashi. Takahashi. Oh, Taka- so, I know Takahashi. Yeah, so Takahashi has a cat named has a stuffed cat that he comes to the ring with. Yes. Named Daryl. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Daryl Daryl got oh. ripped apart during the G one. Oh. No. But I'm already emotionally attached. I believe Daryl has been resurrected though. Uh, apparently Kenny Omega offered to pay the funeral bills for <laughs> Daryl. It's so weird because Kenny Omega is like one of the greatest wrestlers right now, and they're really talking about him coming to WWE. I don't know how that would work out, but like he's all into the art of wrestling and everything, and like he's just he does goofy stuff as well. It's just hilarious. Uh, like. The, the one for uh, the Fourth of July show, whenever it was him and Cody Rhodes and uh, the Young Bucks talking, mm-hmm. and the Young Bucks just kept singing "You're Welcome" from Moana, <laughs> <laughs> and and like they're like just to know they're like "You're Welcome" and and like they're just doing their goofy thing, and Kenny Omega is just looking like the the tough badass heel in the side while Cody Rhodes is talking and, and Cody Rhodes says, Oh, we really, he goes, oh, I think a lot of people really respect you, Kenny. He's like, you know what? I really am. I'm just, I'm just an ordinary guy. And, and they're going <laughs> just an ordinary demigod. And, he's like, and then he's like, I'm, I am a demigod. And he goes, but he goes, but it's so cool that you're part of the Bullet Club. And he goes, well, to that, I will say, you're welcome. <laughs> and, like, just does this goofball promo, but, like, it somehow works. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I, I think it's in his match against Yano where he comes out to the ring. And then, like, once he gets in the ring, uh, he looks at the camera and he just, like, he realizes, he's like, oh, man, I forgot my belt. I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> I also heard that uh, 
before he went over to Japan, uh, the I mentioned before, Sam Roberts said he was at an indie show in New Jersey and and uh, he was doing some interviews for the radio and uh, he said Kenny Omega had this really good match and so he was like, oh, and everyone's like, yeah, he's about to go to Japan and he's like, oh, I want to talk to this guy and he goes up, he goes, hey, Kenny, we're here, you're going to Japan and he just starts going, don't you forget about me. <laughs> So and like uh, and then starts walking away and still does the as I walk away. <laughs> like he's just this goofy guy that people are like what is going on here? <laughs> uh, I forgot my belt. That's a good one. What what about that one that we watched uh, where the Young Bucks lost and the first thing they said was I can't lose on TV. <laughs> I have shirts and hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hot topic deal. I can't lose on TV. <laughs> Let's oh. talk about the Bullet Club real quick. I, yeah. now, that, now that I mentioned that, um, so the Bullet Club we've talked about in the past, but there there has been some uh, there there has been some new developments in the Bullet Club. Uh, there is a U.S. Bullet Club and a, a Japan, which is the original Bullet Club. Right. Um, the U.S. is more ringside on uh, Ring of Honor. And there's a couple people that I don't know has Hangman ever been over to Japan? Uh, Hangman's been in Japan, okay. yeah. Some of them go over to Japan, but it's just kind of known that they go back and forth here and there. Yeah. Um, it it is it is pretty cool because basically, it, for those that haven't listened to the past episode, uh, the Bullet Club in a nutshell is just kind of like the Western world invading Japanese wrestling because they do all the stuff from the '90s, like the Too Sweet. They ha- they yeah. do have Japanese wrestlers, and one stole the Godfather's gimmick, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, a pimp's gimmick. Yeah. Right. No. I, we've of, talked about yeah, that. I probably think probably one of the we have probably one of the worst gimmicks in the WWE. They're like, we're doing this. So like, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, and there were some other gimmicks that they just kind of took, but like it was also they did the two sweets, they did the suck yeah, it, and suck all it. that, and all that stuff where it that has gone away from WWE. So they are like, well, we'll do it, and it's just kind of like you just kind of imagine like it's the Western world invading this respectful Japanese because uh, I've said this in the past here, like I think AJ Styles said. The first time they pulled the ref out of the ring, you can hear the crowd just like almost die. Yeah. Like they're they're like, like this is not done. Oh! Like because it's not it's like a sign of disrespect right. or yeah. something, and they're just like what what just happened? And like and they're like we're bad guys. Like yeah. <laughs> this is gonna happen, and everyone's like whoa because you don't touch the ref over there. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone really cared it was just like well let's see what happens yeah it was just like a new thing it's a new thing uh so the newer thing they're, they're starting to get more and more popular uh the bullet club they, uh-huh. they've added a couple more people uh the villain oh marty scroll marty scroll Oh, Skrull. Skrull? Skrull, Skrull. Something. Uh, Marty well, Skrull. Okay, I take away your pronunciation badge. <laughs> you did so well. This is British. That's yeah, different. I don't speak British. <laughs> I don't speak British either. No no one does. Not even Brits. They don't do it well. Um, so we. Uh, so the, there's this uh, Marty Skrull. He comes out in this really cool mask that is like a 
steampunk like bird it's pretty cool and he just calls himself the villain like he looks like he's straight out of batman yeah essentially it does look like a court of owls like type thing right he's got an umbrella you got an umbrella uh and he joined the bullet club you have cody rhodes aka the american nightmare yeah uh the young bucks now and kenny omega Mm mm-hmm and then you have the Japanese wrestlers. Yeah. I think that's a, a Hangman Page. Yeah. Um, that's the yeah, core. Yeah. I mean, you got uh, Tamatanga, Tonga, Loa, Bad yes. Luck Fale, like guys they like have that. A lot of splinter groups, too, now. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, the story goes that the Hot Topic representatives went to. Uh, yes. The representative. The, their parents are so proud. Uh, they, <laughs> they went to. Uh, they went to WrestleMania and they keep seeing the Bullet Club shirt everywhere because like there's so many Bullet Club shirts and at the same time that's a fucking hot topic shirt if you've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. Someone would probably buy it just being like I don't know what this is. But it just looks cool. It right. just looks cool. It's a it's a skull and it says Bullet Club on it and it's like oh awesome. So they look they saw that and they saw so many people wearing it and they're like why don't we have this? And so they went to WWE like, hey, we want this shirt. And they're like, oh, that's not us. <laughs> it, it's starting to, like, it's really starting to feel like NWO did in, yeah, in the 90s right. because there's so many Bullet Club shirts in a WWE audience now. There's a lot. And so there's so many shirts and they, then the Hot Topic people It is are a like, really oh, cool logo. It is. Yeah. The, the Hot Topic people are like, Oh well, let's go find whose shirt this is. And they went to, uh, they they went to New Japan and they went to the people from Bullet Club and they not only had the Bullet Club shirt, but they also had personalized shirts that would say Bullet Club Young Bucks, Bullet Club American Nightmare on it. Uh, Omega has one. They are now featuring the shirt as a wearable shirt in the new Tekken game. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now they're saying there's a possibility that they're going to be making uh, the pop figures because I think that yeah. is. They were saying, like, if the shirts sell well, then they'll start doing pop figures I think for that, Bullet Club. I think pop might be Hot Topic or might be a. They have, like, some exclusive deals with okay. them. Yeah, because pop's everywhere. Yeah. But it's, like, perfect, too, because, right. like, the Young Bucks kind of, like, f- help facilitate this. And, like, that's kind of, like, their gimmick is just pushing merch. Like, they have so many shirts. Like, it's unreal. <laughs> I also do love that one of the subgroups, beyond being the Young Bucks, there's also the Hung Bucks. <laughs> Apparently, I, I'm I on the Wikipedia page. I, I, yeah, I please. So, first of us, all, Jack. the Bullet Club Wikipedia page, uh-huh. the... um like references is almost like as long as the entry itself <laughs> which is my favorite bucks? um so there's like the subgroups you know within the bullet yeah, club like the, the young bucks and, and the the elite is in there as well which yeah. is the young bucks and kenny omega right so there was bullet club latino america but that ended in 2015 uh the elite Gallows and Anderson, which was Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson up until 2016. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny is one of them. Yep. You said? That's uh, Tamatanga and Tangaloa, who are yeah. the sons of Haku. There is, There was Super Click. Uh, yeah. Adam Cole, who just debuted. Bay, bay. 
Oh, oh man. let's. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, another sidebar. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Let, let's just talk. Let's just talk this past weekend. Uh, yeah. We're coming off of SummerSlam weekend. Uh, what they've been doing the past couple of years is they have an NXT. That we've talked about NXT right. before on the show. Um, they have NXT right before SummerSlam every year at the same stadium, uh, same well, arena, yeah. stadium arena, uh, same arena every year in Brooklyn where the uh, Nets play. Yeah, Brooklyn yeah. Nets. Yeah. yeah. Was it Arena? Did they change it to Knights? I think it's the Nets. Did they change? I think they changed it. Look that up. Uh, what, <laughs> what am I looking up? Look up Brooklyn Nets Wikipedia and see if they change it to Knights. I'm. It's loading now. Uh, doesn't look like it. Because I just remember. Uh, uh, I I watched Dead or I read Deadspin a lot, and they they said that I think. Oh, I think the mascot might be a knight. Oh. And they said uh, they're worried. That, uh, Wikipedia says that the mascot of the New Jersey Nets was Sly the Silver Fox, who debuted October 31, 1997. Um, when it was New Jersey Nets. Yeah, when it was in New Jersey. Uh, after the Nets moved to Brooklyn, the team introduced a new superhero mascot named Brooklynite. Yeah, which is funny because they were worried at first because people were typing in Brooklyn Knight and a porn star was coming up. Well, Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklynite is like the name of a person that lives in Brooklyn. I as get well. it, but Brooklyn Knight, right, was a porn if you star. put a space, <laughs> yeah. But and also, <laughs> Brooklynite is one word as well. Anyway, anyway. Um, also. Uh, going back. Oh, you guys are talking about that yeah. one. So sidebar. So yeah, our, our sidebar. Um, so they they have it. They have this big show, and uh, we had heard the last couple weeks that we saw we saw a bunch of these people from Ring of Honor uh, indie promotion coming uh, coming over to NXT, mm-hmm. and the one everyone was waiting for was Adam Cole. Although uh, Bobby Fish was. Was is a big get, and so is um, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly, local guy. Uh, well, kind of. He. I mean, he wrestled he, regionally here. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. lived here. He's not from here, but he lived here mm-hmm. for a while. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, who it's so weird because I saw him for like ten dollars at a <laughs> Legion Hall in right. Edwardsville, of all places, where there was about. Thirty people in the audience, <laughs> maybe. It, and uh, I saw him wrestle. Then I saw him wrestle a second time. I'm like, yeah, he's good. And no, he's like signed to the WWE, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so he he they came out uh during a tag team match or after a tag team match and attacked the tag team. God, that match one awesome. Which is Sanity, which I love Sanity, and uh, they attacked them. And so we're like, okay, cool, this is coming. And then they show up after the main event is over. Spoilers, it's two weeks old, and who cares? Where was this at? <laughs> uh, this is in Brooklyn. Okay. And it's at but NXT. NXT, oh, NXT TakeOver. Right. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Yeah. Uh, so the main event is Bobby Roode versus uh, Drew McIntyre. Three. Uh, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> He's good. Scottish. Okay. He's Scottish. I speak Scottish. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Ish. Three. 
Drew. 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 A little bit about Drew McIntyre. He. I could just do that the rest of the episode, <laughs> just so you know. A little bit about Drew McIntyre. He was signed with the WWE. He, uh, he kind of just became like a guy that just would lose every match. He got put in a jobber faction. He got right. put in a jobber faction called Three Man Band, which, weirdly <laughs> enough, two champions, three. Well, not current. Current champions. Two current champions, but one was tag team champion a year ago. Yeah. So hey, that that works. And after I say this, everyone was chanting three MB because they want to see a badass version come back. <laughs> but uh, but he was in this jobber faction, and all of a sudden, one day WWE gets rid of two out of the three. <laughs> they keep they keep uh, what's his name? Kurt. Heath Slater, baby. Heath, Heath Slater, baby. <laughs> uh, they keep keep Heath Slater, and they get rid of Jinder Mahal and uh, Drew McIntyre. They eventually bring back Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew McIntyre apparently uh, tweeted at McFoley. He's like, "Hey, what advice can you give me?" And he he said, "Go on the WWE Network. See uh see what." what Paul Heyman said about Steve Austin reinventing himself. And he was, he just, it was just like some advice, like throughout all the bullshit. It was just like mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so then two weeks later, Drew McIntyre sends McFoley a video. He watches it. And he goes, Oh my God. <laughs> He's like, Oh my God, this guy's awesome. He's like, WWE is going to want to bring him back in two years. And sure enough, they did. Right. He went around, he won these championships everywhere else, and then they brought him back in the NXT division as this badass, as this complete badass. And uh, he fought Bobby Roode, the glorious Bobby Roode, and won. And then he's celebrating, and all of a sudden he looks over and sees Bobby fishing Kyle O'Reilly, who beat up someone else. And turns around, and there's uh, there's Adam Cole, baby, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, and everyone's just excited to see Adam Cole. He just beats the crap out of him, rolls out of the ring, gets on the ramp, and eventually just goes, Adam Cole, baby, <laughs> and then walks away. That's amazing. And everyone was just like, "What just happened?" And it was oh, it was. NXT is so good right now. Like yeah, they're so stacked. They they got stacked. They yeah. got stacked. Um, yes. Just real quick to answer the question from 20 minutes ago yes. of who's in the Hung Bucks. Yes. Yeah. So it's apparently they're only part of Ring of Honor. From um, cool. it's Adam Page, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. Oh, so, this is the new thing that they're doing. That's a new right. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, because there's, there's a guy there's a guy that comes out with a noose. <laughs> uh, named Hangman Page. He uses the noose sometimes. He does. Um, so I get that. It, the Young Bucks and the, the Hangman. Bu- the Hung Bucks, yeah. The Hung Bucks. I like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I forgot all about that. It, that is a new thing. Yeah, yeah I didn't even read the, the year, but like the 10 years, 2017 to present. So it yeah. must be fairly um, new. Although yeah. we're almost like three-fourths of the way done with this year. Now, uh, we only got uh, about ten minutes left. I, I want to talk a little bit more about Kenny Omega. I okay. was, in all honesty, I we like could push this to another one. I was going to talk about Ric Flair uh, because he's currently hospitalized. Well, rest yeah. in peace. 
He's not dead. He's not dead yet. Well, dead. still, he's getting. Better. I hope that the <laughs> hospital bed is a peaceful place to rest. Why don't we ever respect people on this <laughs> podcast? <laughs> hey, if you get sick, it's a good way to get talked about on the show. So, um, my, my friend Rafe did say that his heart monitor goes woo 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 woo. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, uh, yes. Uh, um, so Kenny Omega is uh, just go look up some of his works. He he had a really really good match, a six star, six out of five star match. Oh uh, wow, nice. Yes, with uh, with Kenny o- uh, with Okada, uh, Kazuchika Okada, Kazuchika Okada, uh, uh, Okada, Okada. Yeah, sorry. You you get your pronunciation badge back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. He he had a he had a very good uh very great match with him in January. Then he had another good one in June. Mm-hmm. And did they do the third one? They did the third one. Did he win? Kenny won. Yay, Kenny! <laughs> Kenny beat him in under thirty minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, because there's uh, G one has a thirty minute time limit on all matches. Oh okay. Yeah. So interesting. Kenny so, finally got his, and he's a yes. champion, right? Yeah. Or not champion. Uh, he won the block because of that. So he'll probably get a shot at the title. Because that's okay. kind of something that happens. If you beat the champ in the tournament, you usually get uh, a shot at the title. Okay. So they, they it's not a title shot. Right. Gotcha. Right. So they got to put the championship on this guy. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely grooming him for it. I mean, yeah. without a doubt. It. They've been really, really great matches that both people have been getting over big time on. Uh, like it just they were they're really well done, and uh, Kenny Omega is an amazing wrestler, and Okada, Okada uh, wrestled uh, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a great match yeah, it, as it well. It was a great match, yeah. It was a great match. Uh, so yeah, there there's there's just a. Uh, a bunch of cool things going on with the with New Japan right now. Where I hope they get more of a uh, an American show that comes out immediately. Um, there's one right now. It's okay. Yeah, it just shows highlights, and it's usually like a couple. Like I think now they're down to a couple weeks old, which is pretty good. It used to be like two years. Yeah, we were seeing oh, guys really? that were like already in the WWE. And like winning championships, and they're like, "Oh, AJ Styles might be New Japan champion." And it's like, "This is old. What are you doing?" Oh, there's Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm like, what? Um, have you ever seen Kenny Omega's greatest entrance ever, where no. he comes out with a broom? No. Oh, what? it's wonderful. He oh, his name was the cleaner, right? He's the cleaner. He, yeah, yeah. His name was the cleaner. He. I'll, I'll tell one story he told on a. He told on uh, uh, what's is it Chris Jericho's podcast, which there's there something serendipitous that happened. But he told the story about how this guy was gonna, this guy basically had his own show with all these wrestlers, and he goes, "You kind of after a couple of days figured out that this guy just wanted to be king of these wrestlers, and like was like, oh yes, you. So he his name on there was John Carpenter for some reason, and he talked about this one spot talked talked with the agents and said hey i want to do this spot where i do a uh moonsault off the top rope and he goes 
goes, they go, yeah, cool. They they thought he was going to do it into the ring. He right. did it Out outside of the, the ring, ring, which at the same time, when he did the moonsault, he feels something, and he shattered this chandelier that was <laughs> right there, and it went everywhere. And like he just hurt his thumb a little bit. They finished the match, and uh, and the guy was not happy. Right. And the guy was like, hey, uh, you're working for free for the rest of the show, which he I don't think he ended up even working the rest of the show. <laughs> he goes, I... This is coming out of your budget, blah, blah. And, and he was like, he's like, and it was just this guy's money. And, and Jericho goes, you, do you know who financed that? He goes, I think it's that guy. He goes, no, I did. And he's like, what? And no one, no one knew. He's like, he goes, yeah. The, he goes, I was an investor in this. The guy basically was like, yeah, we're going to get this on Netflix and everything. And he goes, yeah, this will be cool. He goes, I haven't seen one dime of it. He goes, can you find that footage? And he's like, I don't even know if I can. I haven't seen it. <laughs> wow. So weird. But uh, but yes, John Carpenter and the cleaner. <laughs> uh, he comes out with a broom. Yeah. And he sweeps to the beat of his music. And oh. it's there, awesome. The computer's of... having trouble loading GIFs of it. But okay, I see it. Yep. Yeah. That's very fun. There, Anytime I'm feeling down, I just look up yeah. Kenny Omega's greatest entrance ever. There, there's a lot of cool stuff. We're just saying look up uh, some of the stuff from Japan, and it won't disappoint, mostly with Kenny Omega or the Bullet Club as well. Yeah. Uh, the Young Bucks are super entertaining. Even, like, I've become a huge fan of Tamatanga through the... Tamatanga, the, he yeah. just He's just a badass. That's right. cool. Well, that's it for our show. We learned a lot today, didn't we? We did. Yeah. I did. You threw a lot I, at you, Jack. How are you feeling? I'm today? I'm okay. I get overloaded sometimes with this show of like I don't totally know what's going on, but I do like have said have a lot to look up now with New Japan yeah. and like I I already have you're a video get, of Kenny Omega as broom entrance pulled up. You're gonna look up young boys, but be sure you have a safety. Have gonna, a safe search. I'm gonna have searching it, for. I'm just young gonna boys. search for the young lions. Okay. <laughs> so we don't have any. Yeah. Safe search on. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, actually, no. I'm gonna search for young the young lions with with safe search off and just hopefully get pictures of lion cubs. Oh, because those are cute. Aww. Those are cute guys. That was our show. Yeah. Good night. Hey, um, just pop that shirt off. Pop that shirt pop that off. shirt off. Hey guys, if you uh, like this podcast, please let us know. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Also, you can like our Facebook page. Go to Facebook and type in Tales from the Kayfabe. Uh, tell us what you think of the show. All that good stuff. Also helps uh, if you leave like a comment and a, sp- a five-star rating on iTunes. And, and your picture. And your home address. And your social security number. Your VIN number. Your mother's maiden name. And blood type. Thank yep. you. Bye.